Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We believe God wants to speak into your life through this message. If you're interested in knowing more about Celebration Church, you can visit our website at celebrationedmonton.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Celebration EDM. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this message. My name is Adam, and I'm part of the team uh, at Risen Youth that makes Wednesday nights right now, Friday nights happen um, for Risen Youth. And, and we are so honored to have um, kind of a Sunday takeover, a Risen takeover this weekend. And um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I could say that for the whole team that we're honored, that you can look around right across the, right across the room and we are so excited. Each and every year, at camp and around camp and leading up to camp, and especially on Camp Sunday, we are blown away by the support of the church. Um, this does not happen. Risen, risen youth, risen camp does not happen without the support of the church, and we are blown away always by the support that we have. Um, the reality is, is if you give on a Sunday or give whenever, um, you empower us to do things like risen uh, to do things like risen camp, to do things like kids camp coming up this week, and so thank you for that. And then above and beyond all that, leading up to camp, people give so much time. They give so much time in prayer for us. I know there's people for weeks on end, hours on end, praying for us as we go into into Risen Camp. And we're so grateful and thankful for that. We're grateful that you guys trust us with your student, um, that we get to have a few days where we get to kind of... load as much Jesus into them as we can and then send them back to you, hopefully a little bit better than you sent them to us. And that's our goal at least. But this year, just like many years, you have an opportunity um, here today and over the next several days, if you would like to go and sponsor a student, the reality of it is, is we don't want to turn a single student away when it comes to financial needs. And so the church over the last several years has been unbelievable in partnering with us, in giving towards students, to sponsor students to go to camp. And so today is, is, is just the same. And there, for you in the room, there's a, there's a booth in our West Lobby you can go, um, or if you're in the room and you prefer online, or if you're online and you prefer online, um, you can go to our website, go to the Risen Camp event tab, and you can find out how to sponsor a student there, and where it's much appreciated. We love to see students that think they can't come to camp be able to come to camp, and students that don't think they have a way, there's a way created, and so thank you in advance um, for supporting us in that way. And I didn't grow up going to, going to church. I didn't grow up going to church. I was about 15 years old when I started going to church. And Risen and Risen Camp were like huge for me. When I was 15, 16 years old, they were the things that brought me in. I walked into, into Risen the first night being like, "Woo! Huh, this is church. I could get behind church if we're doing this. This is, lights are crazy. And I don't know, some of you might not like it, but I liked it. I was 15. And, but I didn't grow up, I didn't grow up going to church. But I was introduced to Jesus through Risen and through Risen Camp. And my Risen Camp experience to this day has never, has never changed from that. Every single year for me, and I'm, I'm not young anymore. I'm not old, don't get me wrong. But my, my experience at camp is unbelievable. I remember as a student, the, the weeks leading up to camp, and there's this buzz that's kind of created in the process. I love the process of leading into camp. It's the, it's the what team am I going to be on? For me, it was the blue unicorns. Any unicorns in the room? No? Church, I'm going to let you in on a secret. If you say the word blue unicorn, you might as well have said a swear word around certain people. It doesn't go over well. Um, But there's the buzz. It's the process. What team am I going to be on? Who's going to be my tent leader? Who's going to be in my tent? What food are we going to eat? What songs are we going to sing? Everybody's like, yeah, what food are we going to eat? Um, 
What song, what, what games are we going to play? The process. I love the process leading in to camp. But if I'm honest, the most, like, honestly, the thing I was most excited about was the services. Because I, re- I remember as a young person meeting Jesus and feeling the Holy Spirit in a room when I didn't even know how to explain it. But there was leaders that would care for me and leaders that would pray for me and messages that were specific to me and songs that would encourage me and bring me into worship as a young person. So Risen Camp truly has changed my life. Risen Camp, we laugh. At Risen Camp, we cry. At Risen Camp, we sweat. At Risen Camp, I cry some more. At Risen Camp, we sweat some more. Risen Camp is seriously unbelievable. You don't come out of Risen Camp, and I remember never coming out of Risen Camp the same way I went in. I remember every single year. I have some vivid memories. I could put myself in certain rooms that we had Risen Camp in and remember a God experience that has changed the rest of my life. And that happens time and time again. We could ask students, we could ask leaders, and the same thing would be said of so many more. It changes you. It builds your faith. It helps you to understand your potential. You get things called out of you maybe you would never have known on your own. You get in touch with leaders and with students that genuinely do care about you, not just for the moment, but for life. And ultimately, the whole purpose of it is to get closer to God. There's a reason why we say that Risen Camp is the best week of your summer. Because it is. Because it is. It truly, really is. Now, this year, it looks a little different. It won't be the best week of the summer. It'll be the best three days of the summer. And we're hosting Risen Camp right here at the church over August 20th through 22nd. And if you're a young person in the room, you'd be nudging your parent right now saying, sign me up after church. If you're a parent in the room, be nudging your students saying, I'm going to sign you up after church. And get registered because it is going to be unbelievable. It's going to change your life. We're going to run all day. We're going to have two services a day. And it's going to be so special. Now, Proverbs 22, 6 It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Now, most of the time, if I'm honest with you, church, most of the time when I quote this scripture, it's not necessarily the way I should probably be quoting this scripture. It's normally in a post, it's normally on Instagram, of my son wearing his Oilers jersey. (laughs) Train a child up in the way he should go. If it's not Oilers, nobody's laughing, everybody's hurt, I understand. I'm sorry. No one wanted a coronavirus cup anyways. If it's not the Oilers, and I post a picture of my son in a Seahawks jersey, less people cheer. I get it. It's fine. But I know that's not the way. I know that's not the way we're supposed to. I do love this verse, though, because it says train. Train up a child. This is definitely a parent's role, but it does go beyond that to mentors, to leaders, to friends, to people in your world. If you, have a, if you have a student in your world, a young person in your world that you likely have some influence over, this can, this can be you. It's train up a child. Train literally in this, in this, it means to narrow their focus. It means to narrow their focus, to train up. And then it tells us to do that, to where to do that rather. And it says where they should go, which is godly living. So the Bible's saying, so it says to narrow their focus on godly living. So we do this by prioritizing faith, prioritizing church. We do this by modeling what it looks like to pray first, not worry first, but pray first. We do this by showing them what it looks like to forgive quickly. 
and to be a faithful person, not just when it's easy or when it's a good time, but when it's tough, to be faithful, when it's hard to be faithful. It's to train up a child. It's to, it's to narrow the focus on godly things. Now today, I'm so excited because we're gonna have a conversation. You've probably noticed the set behind me and you're like, why is there one person in three chairs? This gentleman cannot sit on three chairs at one time. Don't worry, we're gonna have a conversation today. And I'm gonna bring up a couple of amazing young leaders of, of Risen and the church, really. And we're gonna have a conversation with them. Now these two, they had parents who modeled this, this train up, this narrow the focus. And so I wanna have a conversation with them a little bit today. So church, in your best Risen Camp style, can you welcome to the stage with me, Sam and Cassia. They're gonna join me up here. And we're gonna chat for a little bit. Welcome you guys. So glad that you are here um, doing this. These two are unbelievable people, church. Um, you might be wondering, why would I listen to them? Well, let me explain a little bit about these two. They are not a normal teenager by any means. Um, Cass has been around the church for just around two years, and in those two years has shown such growth. She took our interns program last year and is an integral part of making Risen happen on a week-to-week -week basis. Um, and beyond that, there's such a drive, there's such leadership on her life, and uh, we've seen such growth over the last couple of years. Um, and then Sam, Sam's been in our church for like basically as long as he's been alive. And what's that, long time, yeah, back in the old building. And uh, Sam, Sam serves, you might recognize him if you have a kid, he serves in kids ministry, he serves on our youth team as well, but Sam, um, as a person, is unbelievable. His character is so far beyond his years, integrity, honor, all of that stuff is written all over Sam. And so we're going to have a conversation. And I, and I believe, and I know that uh, you're going to get something out of today. So you ready? Yeah. Let's chat. So first question, Sam, we'll start with you. How would you explain your relationship with church growing up? Uh, my relationship with church growing up was plainly based on serving. I, uh, I was raised in a Christian household and they made it a priority of themselves to be at church constantly and making themselves uh, a role in whatever they wanted. So my parents served in Risen and then my mom also served in Alpha Alpha and it was church on 99. And then my sister worked at the church as well. So when my parents got older and they uh, stopped helping out with that, my, I would go and help out my sister when she was working instead of attending the service. <laughs> yeah, I'd opt out. But. So it was, it was based on serving, and uh, yeah, really the uh, memories that I have is going and helping out my mom cook and then stealing a chocolate bar is my reward. Yeah, <laughs> the That's best. That's a church kid for you. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I never really had a, relationship with God and didn't really understand what or why I, why I should, but I was always around and that's just kind of what I did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you did really have that example, that train up a child, that, that narrow the focus, um, especially when it comes to, came to the church. And we'll get in a little bit of when that kind of collided for you with the relationship. But it's really cool that you had parents and, and older siblings that had that, that mentality of it's important for Sam to be around too. But Cass, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? What did that relationship with church look like for you? 
I didn't really have a relationship with church. Um, my mom would always try and get me and my family to go out to church. We would come home from school on Friday, and then she'd say, okay, we're going to church this weekend, and me and my brother would just be like, ugh, again, really? We did that last week. <laughs> I thought, thought we were done now. Um, so I always had this knowledge of who God was, and being raised in a Christian home, um, I knew that Jesus died for our sins, and that when I died, I would go to heaven, but I didn't, I didn't have a relationship with him or with the church, and when we would go, we would go sit, I'd yawn through the service and then we'd leave or my mom would stop and talk to people and I'd be like mom can we go I'm hungry <laughs> um and so uh, she would also or as we got older instead of saying that we were going she'd ask if we want to go so then it felt like more of an option but I'd always say no and she'd ask me if I wanted to go to youth or say you should go to youth this week and I was pretty close-minded, and I was like, well, I don't like going to church. It's going to be the same thing, but with kids who don't talk to me, I'm going to be alone, and I'm just going to have a terrible night. So instead, I'm going to stay home and do nothing, which isn't fun either. So, And youth probably would have been more fun, but I just didn't care, and I didn't want to go. So I didn't really have any relationship with the church growing up. So your story is basically opposite of Sam's. Yeah. Where... Sam, you had the relationship with the church, but maybe not the relationship with Jesus, and then you would have a relationship with Jesus and not the church. What was it like for you guys um, to have those pillars in your life, though, those, those trained-up people in your life to kind of do their best of getting you around? Maybe, Sam, I'll start with you. Uh, it was inspiring. Like, I didn't understand why I was doing it, but I saw the joy and the, the passion and just the love that they had for it, and then the the love that they got back from it, it uh, it just made for happy relationships and like happy Sundays. It was always an event, and it was it was just something to look forward to. And I didn't understand why, but I wanted it to be a part of my life, and that's why I prioritized it. It wasn't like my parents forced me to come to church, but it was something that I wanted to be a part of. Like, and I just didn't I didn't know why or what it, the purpose of it was for, but it it just brought me a lot of joy being around and being able to help out other people. So, cool. yeah. Pretty cool to see that and then experience it as well in yourself. And what about you, Cass? What was it like to have somebody that was, uh, I don't want to use the word nagging, but would, would continue to invite and continue to kind of push you to that? Right. I think um, even though I didn't attend church, it was still cool to see that my mom she like cared enough that she wanted us to go. And even if we didn't, we still, every night we have family dinners together and we would pray before dinner and we would still talk about God at home, which was cool. So even though I didn't have the relationship with church, she still made sure that I had that relationship with God in my life and, and would always say, you don't have to be friends with everyone, but you have to be nice to everyone. And <laughs> that kind of like, it goes along with just love everyone. Whereas like, you don't necessarily need to like the person. You don't need to be their friend, but you just have to show them love and have grace. And I always had that underlying thing as growing up. And just the fact that she never gave up on inviting, even when she got rejected so many times, was cool to watch. Especially now, when I invite people and get knocked down, I can see my mom never gave up, so why should I? Wow. 
Wow. So then what was it like for you guys? And Cass, maybe we'll start with you this time. What was it like when the connection did come together with you had a previous relationship with Christ, not with the church? What was it like to get those two to kind of mesh? And then how did Risen Camp play a role in all of that? Okay. Um, When I was in grade 11, I was still, I wasn't attending church or youth or anything. And my, a couple of my friends from school were like, Hey, you should come to youth with us this Friday. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. My friends think it's cool. Maybe I'll think it's cool. And I went, but I was still kind of closed minded to it. And I, I like stayed in the back, stayed off to the side with just the people I knew and didn't try and get involved with anything. So I didn't get anything out of the night and ended up not coming back for a while. But Again, it was that presence and always inviting. They invited me for months, and finally I decided that I would come again and try it again, but this time have more of an open mind to it. And I instantly got connected with a bunch of people, and they every week I would come back to church just to see them and hang out with them because we weren't close enough that I could ask them to hang out outside of school or outside of church. So I was like, oh, I'll just go to church, and then I'll get to see them. And... Um, but in the process of that, God was working on my heart, which I didn't wow. notice until one, there, one night we had a message and I was like, oh, I want to give my life to God, but like for real this time and actually put into relationship with him. And then Risen Camp season comes around, which is like all year, everyone's always talking about <laughs> Risen Camp. <laughs> and um, I was super hyped to go and I just wanted to be here and help and I was asked to come help, and I was wanted here. It wasn't just a, hey, if you're not doing anything, come help get things ready for camp. It was, we want you to come help get things ready for camp. And then Risen Camp 2018 was my first camp, and the first night that we were there, I was kind of feeling far from God and just still unsure about everything, and I thought, well, maybe it was just because I met people and I want to be friends with them. So I was like, I'll try this church thing too. And I wasn't paying attention to the message. And I was sitting in the back with none of my friends in like a dark corner. And I, I realized in my mind that I wasn't paying attention to the message. So I was like, oh, that's not good. I should listen to what he's saying. And the next words out of his mouth were, maybe you haven't paid attention to this message. And I was like, what? <laughs> really what I was thinking in my mind so um but he said maybe you've been feeling far from God maybe you don't know God at all but tonight that can change and I just started crying because I was like that spoke right to me and I realized I was there for a reason I was I wasn't there just because they wanted numbers but I was there because they wanted my life to change and in that moment ever since that first night at my first camp I've like grown so much in my walk with God and it was just cool to see him work Wow, it's, it's, it's pretty cool um, how, you all can clap for that if you want, for sure. Pretty cool to see how what started as like your mom wanting you to go sort of shifted to you wanting because there was people and then Jesus worked on your heart, which I think is really cool that, you know, you didn't have to necessarily believe right away, but you felt like you could belong and you felt like you could be around and you had a desire to be around. And then, of course, Jesus does what Jesus does. And, and uh, that's very, very special. What about yourself, Sam? What would you say um, in your life led to that connection of 
you had the serving in church portion, but maybe not the relationship with Jesus portion. Again, how did that mesh for you? It was uh, Risen Camp Sunday, 2017. Like pretty much the exact same thing as this. But my, uh, I, we as a family, we came and we watched the video. It seemed interesting, but I still wasn't really convinced. But my mom was pressing me about, like, just, just give it a shot. Just go in, go to the tent. And I was like, okay. And sure enough, we meet you, freaking hype man. <laughs> and <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you connected me to like five people my age, just right off the bat. I never really thought that sports could be a part of church. And it, it was just like awesome to be able to see that there is that part of church that has like the active part of it. Like you don't really see it all the time but uh yeah I always thought that church was just church and Christ is omnipresent like you can bring him wherever you want to be to bring him and that really changed my life and then uh yeah it was I asked a couple friends to to come along with me to the next risen day because I wasn't fully convinced so we did like milk jug jousting (laughs) and uh and we played some ball and it it was really the first leap of faith for me to to step out and go to Risen because none of my friends signed up and I was really all alone. It was a it was a great experience and I would never take it back. Um, the first first night, I I felt really compelled to to take in the word and and uh, listen to what is being spoken, so I did and then. Uh, that night we got to have a, a great conversation as a dorm about the Bible and what it what it means and like how it can relate to me and uh, that truly uh, just made me want to dive deeper into my relationship with God because I had the serving part but I I just never understood what the point of a relationship was I thought that it was more religion over relationship and Risen Camp truly brought light about that to me so wow so so cool to 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 hear that there was a it was a conversation in a in your dorm at camp with with students that are that are your age and a leader who who cares about you and um really cool that 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 experience was one that you can look back on as like a marked moment in your life to go that was that was part of my story um we've talked about it a little bit but how has your guys's life changed now since you know, Risen Camp's past and, and, and over the last several years of bringing those two components together and, uh, you know, what does your life look like now and what, again, what kind of, what has Risen Camp kind of done for you in that? You want to start, Cass? Sure. Um, when I look back on Risen Camp, I, it's really brought me out of my shell more. I think when I think back to being younger and believing but not necessarily having the community around me. I went to a Catholic school, so we grew up talking about God, but when we would do like presentations or something, I would feel uncomfortable saying God. I just was like, people are going to think it's weird. It's a weird word. It's not part of my vocabulary. And I was always unsure of how other people were going to react. But ever since I've found, or I've started my walk with God and found um, 
like my confidence in him. I don't, I don't really care what other people think in not like a, I can do whatever I want kind of way, but just yeah. like a, I, I'm confident in talking about my faith and, um, I, it happens a lot. I'll bring up conversation about, oh, this happened at Risen and then go into explaining Risen's my youth from my church and then it sparks questions and people ask. But I would I used to say, oh, my friends and I were hanging out, but now I'm I'm just like love talking about church all the time and just the community, community that we have here. But um, I've also noticed that with like thinking about Risen Camp now. So I've only ever been to two Risen Camps. This is going to be my third. And last year I was lucky enough to be a dorm leader and um, the first like minute that you get into your dorm, nobody knows each other and they're all sitting there quiet and awkward and you're trying to get them to talk and do something, but they're just, they just don't because they don't know each other. So then you're like, okay, when's the music starting? When's the game coming? Like, this is awkward. Um, and I remember going to just one of my leaders and I was so frustrated. I was like, why, why? am I like not able to get them to connect with each other? Why is this so hard? But because for me, connection was so important to my story that I just wanted to see them connected. And by the, like by the evening, they were all best friends. They would eat lunch together, eat dinner together. They would hang out in the dorm and they didn't want to hang out with me, but I was like, that's okay. As long as you guys have each other, <laughs> I'll leave. It's fine. <laughs> um, but getting to see them connect and even though it didn't happen right away and I had to keep trying, like th- again, that's another thing. Just don't give up because it, you're going to see results in the end. Well, it's pretty cool. It's a kind of full circle of it happening to you and then just a year later you being able to help students have that similar experience and that mindset, that passion changed. Very, very cool. Sam, what about yourself? What's changed uh, in you? Uh, so Risen Camp is kind of built for like a spiritual high going from the end of August into September. Everything kind of starts in September, whether it be like hockey or school. It, uh, it just gives you that encouragement and that knowledge that God's hand is over you. And that's that's what I needed. That's what I needed to feel, what I needed to hear. I brought that into my everyday life. Wow. And I would take it into the dressing room at hockey. I would, like, I, I wouldn't be afraid to, to tell everybody that I'm a child of God. Like, it, it changed everything. And uh, I had morally right friends, but none of them were, like, true Christians, I guess. And... They didn't. Uh, they didn't hold me accountable to when I'm doing wrong or how I'm speaking, how I'm bringing life to situations, and that's what I really found in in Risen. It was people that were able to encourage me when I'm when I just need it the most, and people to bring me up when I'm down, and just speak life into my life. And uh, that's what I found, and I brought that into my everyday life, like. Anybody that knows me knows that I'll correct them. <laughs> and it's not without uh, God's confidence that I'd be able to do that. And I, I found that at Risen Camp. It was the leaders speaking life into, into what I need and to just giving me that confidence to push me in the right direction. I think it's so, I think it's so important that both of you... Uh, 
you notice the difference in your confidence. And I think that for young people, I think for everybody, if, if we're honest, that confidence in, especially in sharing the gospel or sharing your faith, can be something. And I love that both of you experienced that there was a confidence boost in you that you now feel equipped and you now feel ready to, to be able to take that next step and to, uh, to share your faith. So one question, last question real quick. Um, how did being connected to people connect you to Jesus? Sam, why don't we start with you? Uh, for me, I don't really hear God like directly all the time. It's not a regular occurrence, but I sure do pe- hear people talking to me and how they uh, how they react in certain situations. Like people are essential to growing who you are and growing in your faith. They correct you when you're wrong and and let you know when you're right. Like they're just such a support system that is needed in every situation. Wow, what about you, Cass? I think that um, people, God will put people into your life when they need to be there, and he'll let you know if and when they need to be taken out of it. Um, There's some people that you can have in your life that'll be there forever, and they're your lifelong people, but sometimes it's just a season where maybe you need that person or they need you, and and when your time's up, it's okay, and you can still love that person and care for them, but you don't have to be, like I said earlier, best friends with everybody. Um, but I think I've really, this past year, just seen the people, a lot of people come into my life that have given me amazing opportunities that wouldn't be possible without them, and even coming to church, if I wasn't invited, I don't know if I would ever have come. Wow. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Church, can we give it up for them? You guys can head out. Proverbs 22.6. It says, train up a child in the way you should go. When they're old, they will not depart from it. And as we talked at the start, the first portion of the scripture seems to be on the parent or the mentor or whatever. But the second part, the back half helps us to understand that it's always going to be a personal choice. It's going to be our personal decision, right? It says they will not depart from it. It's a they. It's in our hands. And we're all going to come to a point in our life where we have to make a decision to say yes to Jesus as Lord and Savior. To make a decision to make Jesus, to put Jesus in his rightful place. Now maybe you are somebody who had somebody in their life that was praying for you as you grew up. Maybe you had someone that was training you up, but maybe you didn't. Maybe you had someone who believed in you, would speak life into you, would call things out of you, but maybe you didn't. Maybe you had someone who was a good example of what it looked like to train, to narrow the focus, but maybe, maybe you didn't. Now, what I love about salvation and the beautiful thing about Jesus is that you don't need those things to get salvation. You don't need, that's not a prerequisite. You don't have to have somebody train you up in the ways of the Lord. You can, you can just get salvation. Salvation is simple. It's designed that way on purpose. It's not, it's not difficult to obtain. In Romans 10, it kind of lays it out real easy for us. It says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and he was raised from the, from the dead, you'll be saved. It's as easy as a belief in your heart and a confession from your mouth. And so today, I would love to pray with you in the room and pray with you online 
that if there's anyone here that wants to make that decision, that today is your day. I'm believing that there's someone that maybe has heard the message, knows about Jesus, but has been a little bit like, I don't know, I believe today's your day. So if we could bow our heads, if we could close our eyes, we'll just take a moment in our service here today to pray. You can make that decision today. The decision will change the rest of your life. God is closer than you might think. So if that's you and you're in the room or that's you and you're watching online, just pray this in your heart with me as I, as I pray. God, I thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross and to pay for our sins. And Lord, today we're declaring, we're making a choice that you are Lord, that you are Savior. And God, I thank you that lives will never be the same again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, can we give it up for those people that made the decision? Thanks for listening with us today. If you enjoyed it, check out more messages like this at celebrationedmonton.com or on the Celebration Church mobile app. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give on our website at celebrationedmonton.com. Come back next week to hear another great message.